Welcome to the Leadership Void Podcast. Enrique and Vince here, and we're all about helping you develop and fill the areas of void in your leadership. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. Enrique here, my co-host Vince. We have a special guest with us today, and I'm going to let Vince go ahead and, pro- and introduce them. Hey, good morning, everyone, and happy August. Here we are with the one and only Pernell Bush. And it's time, we really were glad to have you coming on as a social worker and managing partner of Key Consulting Solutions, LLC. So first, Pernell, welcome. Thank you for being here. And tell us a little bit about you. Definitely. Uh, Once again, Enrique and Vince, I want to tell you guys, I appreciate you both for having me. Um, you know, as you stated, me being a clinical social worker, so I do a lot of them in the mental health world uh, with Key Counseling Solutions. Uh, so about myself, it depends on how far back you want me to go. That's the real real question. How far back? How long do we have? Uh, but I'll make it real concise, man. Uh, born and raised in Seminole County, in, San, in the Sanford area of Seminole County. Uh, you know, I was, a, I was a young knucklehead like most people. Uh, <laughs> um, however, I can say I kind of my young knucklehead days kind of allowed me to go into a route that I'm very blessed that I took. You know, sometimes you think things happen to you when they happen for you. Uh, so my original plan was to try to go play college ball, but, you know, that didn't work out. So I ended up enlisting the United States Marine Corps, uh, the best branch. And, you know, put it on out there. Yes, I'm going to say it, the best branch out there. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, but I did, um, I enlisted the United States Marine Corps uh, as an infantry rifleman. So I did two tours in Iraq. And uh, I also was a part of the humanitarian efforts in Haiti um, in a 2010 earthquake. But when I returned home, you know, I, I decided, like, you know, after I did my four years, I was like, you know what? I have four younger siblings that I wanted to make sure that, that I was able to come back and uh, be a, a positive role model for. So when I returned home, that was my primary goal, was to be able to help raise my younger siblings. But as soon as I got here, I realized it was more things that needed to take place in my community. So I started getting very involved in my community uh, by volunteering and sitting on different community organizational boards to where, you know, I was like, there's something more I need to do. And I end up taking a career aptitude test. And when I took that test, social work was at the very top. And I was highly upset. I was mad. Because um, at the end of the day, I was a big, bad, 230 pound Marine. And uh, I don't like a social worker. Uh, but however, I can say to this very day that I'm very proud to be a social worker. Uh, it was something that it, it, it truly does matches my personality, matches my uh, leadership style, and it allows me an opportunity to impact the community from uh, from, de- from different uh, capacities. So, you know, that's just a little bit about myself, but I, I once again, I appreciate you guys for having me, and now I'm just looking forward to this conversation. Well, we are so blessed to have you, uh, Pernell, and we know you from the community, the veteran community. Uh, we're so proud of what you have done a post-service, not only in your community, but in Orlando uh, as a whole and in the Central Florida area. Now, you uh, you have key con- con- counseling solutions. Yes. Tell us a yeah. little bit about that. Well, you know, key, K-E-Y first is an acronym. Um, knowledge empowers you is what key actually stands for. You know, um, it's, it's something that I, I kind of derived it from. I'm from Sanford. But in the urban communities of Sanford, we actually call it Bo Key. Uh, and that's a, that's a long story behind why the nickname Bo Key came from Sanford. But, so we call it Key for short. So I always want to try to pay homage to my hometown. 
Um, so he is an acronym for Knowledge Empowers You Counseling Solutions. Uh, me as a mental health provider, first thing, I always believe that we have to provide the education. Psychoeducation to me is always the first line of defense. When anytime you talk about any type of mental health distresses or any type of mental health complications, we like to get out and start to talk about what these signs and symptoms may look like. They get out into the community and provide information because oftentimes when people are seeing it and they, they get they learn about it, they either get to help themselves or those around them. So that's why we say knowledge. And that's why knowledge empowers you. Key counseling solution. That's how it came about. That's awesome. You know, you you are that lean, mean fighting machine that now is a social worker. So yeah, <laughs> I, I like I love that acronym. You know, uh, I love what it stands for. Knowledge empowers you because you know it does start with what you have here, but it, it also embodies the the heart as well. Yes, but the heart that you have that you're giving back to your community, being a positive role model. Um, so how is uh, key counseling solutions holding up? And what are you all currently doing? You know, we're holding up very well. I'm not, to be honest with you, I have been, uh, I've been kind of overwhelmed um, because there's not many black male mental health therapists. You know, so when it comes to this field, I'm like, I'm like uh, in the mental health world, we're like 1%. I'm like a 1% of the 1%. So it has definitely been, which is a good thing because at the end of the day, it, uh, it allows me to, to make more direct impact, but then I say become overwhelmed because then I have clients that I can't work with because my caseload is full. And now I'm concerned because then I try to uh, refer them out and then they, they well, we want another black male therapist. And I'm like, oh, so, so difficult to find another one. Uh, so that's where I become overwhelmed. So throughout the COVID-19, you know, we, we transitioned from doing office, face-to-face -face office, just face-to-face -face telehealth, um, which I, I, kind of enjoy and the reason I say I kind of enjoy is because you know in the office the people they, they you know they schedule themselves on my website and then they come in with telehealth it's, it's a lot more difficult with the scheduling and that's been that's been the toughest transition the scheduling and, and people just being able to just uh, come into the uh, sessions uh, so um, but ultimately what I why I enjoy it the part I do enjoy is that the access it allows everyone access no matter where you live at, you don't have to feel stressed out trying to drive from West Orlando to my office in Oviedo or wherever you may live, you know, and also I have been seeing clients from all over the state of Florida now. So since telehealth started, I have clients in the Panhandle, down south, all around, you know, so it's been definitely a, 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 a learning opportunity to either embrace or, or hey, just get used to it. So I've been embracing and getting used to it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm happy for you that the uh, influx, because the availability has had an impact on a lot of people and a lot yes. of businesses. Now, you know, COVID as a whole, not such a good thing, right? But there are services that others would not have had unless they went on the teletype, right? The, the, mm -hmm. the actual uh, video conferencing. And so... So that's a, a great thing. So what's uh, what's coming up? What are you seeing key, uh, you know, counseling solutions doing now that, that things are wrapping up and things are opening up? What what's what's on the up and up for you? Well, we're definitely going to continue to do a lot of telehealth. Um, the thing is, I have to duplicate me. <laughs> so you, I'm I'm really going to be out trying to recruit more uh, male therapists to get into this field. 
you know, uh, just to, just introducing to it because that's that's one thing I see there's a major lack in. Um, so that's one. So duplicating me is one, and then also duplicating me when it comes to a level of. Oftentimes, people don't really. Uh, a mental health therapist is very necessary for a lot of people. Some people just need additional guidance. So we're looking at creating uh, opportunities to where where maybe someone who may not have a master's degree or uh, or doctor level doctorate level degree, but they still have the they still be able to have the tools to get out and help someone cultivate to the next level. So we're looking at ways to be more innovative in that. Um, other things that we're going to continue to do. What I realize what I do like doing on this is groups. Uh, I like doing group counseling. I love individual. I like individual in a traditional sense, one on one, but groups on this depending upon the group. Uh, I, I actually, we're going to start to increase that. Uh, currently, we've been doing a group called Thriving Moms Club. Uh, so Thriving Moms Club is a six-week support group for mothers. Uh, so mothers get to come together, no matter if you're a new mother, think about becoming a mother, stepmother. So it's over these six weeks, these ladies meet for 75 minutes or less, and we have different guest speakers come in, and you know they just get to really pick up on different tools, techniques, educational moments, and just share experience with one another. And man, it's been very impactful um, to a lot of the mothers that's have it, that have attended. So we're going to be doing more groups like that just to create additional opportunities. I think that's a great op that's great to hear for now. I mean, obviously we we thrive on connections, uh, but you definitely are involved in the trenches with the vulnerable people that are somewhat dis disenfranchised, and, and we all need to help. You know. And to, er, to your earlier point of how you empower, how you influence, which we're talking about leadership coming up, yeah. is I too am joining the ranks of being a social worker as I yeah. signed up and I'm going to Barry University uh, <laughs> starting uh, next month. But, but the good thing is to have me also part of that 1%, you know, to help yeah. out. So hopefully you lean on me in the new future and I will be ambassadors of change and, and yeah. just, this this you just put yourself to work. You don't even know it. <laughs> you just put <laughs> yourself to work. <laughs> yes, sir. So it's a great thing. But much needed uh, opportunities, folks. Uh, Keith's Key Consulting Solutions here, is here for you. Uh, if you need it, folks, he's doing some great innovative things. We love the group activities that you're doing for mothers presently, hopefully to expand. And not only hopefully Florida, hopefully, you know, globally. So much, much love and much, much, uh, much accolades to you. Um, yes, Let's drive into a little bit of leadership uh, as far as your professional development. So uh, question is, what professional development areas do you work on to improve the capabilities as yourself as a leader? You know what? Uh, one thing that I always done as a leader, I think my first uh, company CEO, uh, Captain TJ Owens, he, he actually uh, put this in me when I was under, under his charge. You know, he always said, find people that, because I told man, I, as I said, at one time, we were sitting down with a conversation like, man, I want to be like you, like, dog. And I told him, I said, I want to be like you, like, how you got this whole, he was a captain at that time, I think I was a young lance corporal, I'm like, I want to be like this. He said, don't be like me. What you always do is take different traits from people and see what can work for you. And also, not just what you would take from them, also what you wouldn't take from them. So that's one of the first things that I always did when I was, you know, cultivating myself as a leader. You know, I was looking at different things that other leaders in the community that that were doing things that I wanted to do. And I would definitely reach out and attach myself to them. You know, I'm I'm big on mentorship or however you wanna however you wanna say it, you know, but mentorship was very big to me. Like 
I would go to someone like, hey, listen, when I started my nonprofit, I went to a, a gentleman named Alan Braswell, who was the CEO of the Urban League at the time. And like, listen, I'm starting my own nonprofit, and I want to see what it is to be a CEO. And he's also a Marine Corps veteran, and, I'm, and, and I was very fortunate because he took me on his wing. Like, he was bringing me to different meetings and uh, things that someone at my capacity at the time probably shouldn't have been at, but I was there. So I was able to start to develop relationships. I was able to see how things came about. I was able to engage in those conversations early. You know, so I guess to answer your question, definitely always looking around to see who's doing what I'm doing or who's doing who's doing what I want to do and see if I'm willing to if they're willing to sit down with me, understand some of their trials and tribulations. One thing I think helped me the most is when people tell me the things that they failed at and how they failed. Cause then it's like, okay, you're human. I think one time what we as leaders have to recognize and let it be known. I tell people social media is very dangerous because I, social media, I'm going to show you all my wins. Like, everything I'm winning at. Oh, look, I did this. This is going up. This is coming up. This is So somebody on front of the outside looking in like, wow, this guy is great. But if you don't know some of the failures and how I overcame those things, I think that's what we learn, learn the most from is our struggles. So to answer that question, I'm always going to be someone that's looking towards other individuals who are more knowledgeable than I am. And then also always doing a reassessment of who I am, where I'm trying to go, and if I need to refine or remove some of the tools that I have to make room for uh, new levels to take to new, to new levels of, uh, okay, to allow me to elevate myself to the next level. And uh, I, I hear you share a lot of uh, things that, uh, and advices that you have gotten and suggestions uh, from prior leaders and things that you've uh, experienced. Uh, what are three things that you would give somebody right now as an advice you know, and coming up and, and, and uh, coming up like you did, right? Looking yeah. at, at people and saying, man, I want to I wanna be like that. What would you tell them? Three things. Well, first and foremost, you know, one, the first thing I'll say, do it. I always tell people, just do it. Ultimately, I'm a firm believer that you have to learn by, by indulging in the activity that you're trying to learn uh, and that you want to be into. Um, oftentimes I got people that come to me who want to start businesses and who want to start, you know, nonprofits and want to get, and I'm like, do it. Cause oftentimes we will, we are our own worst critics. We'll talk ourselves out of things. Cause we're like, well, somebody else is doing it. Well, I, and I say it like this is to keep it very simple, but that's like if Burger King, cause Burger King sent me McDonald's, they're like, well, they are selling burgers. They're like, no, we're just going to become Burger King. Um, even when I help, and even when other mental health providers come to me and they be like, wow, you just giving, giving us all the tools. And, but I might become your competition. To me, I don't see any competition. At the end of the day, I see another opportunity for us to help the community. If you're out there as well, that means somebody that may I may miss may see you. You know, so uh, that's one thing. Do it. Two, you know, remain remain humble in a way of uh, understand that we're always going to be learning, no matter where you are in life. Um, and I and I got this from an older gentleman in his 80s. He's like, if you ever in your life feel like you're in a place that you're just an expert, he said, pretty much you're gonna you're gonna shut down all new opportunities to learn. So you know, just to keep that humble spirit and understand that there's always something more that you can possibly learn, someone that can bring, uh, bring new perspective to you. So just allow that opportunity for yourself to be open to receive. You know, because um, I say, well, you stay open to receive. You can utilize what you want to utilize. So I'll, I'll receive it, but I may not utilize it. But however, I may receive something I'm able to utilize that only. You, you understand what I'm saying there? So uh, do it. Remain humble. And <laughs> I get if anyone's like me, once again, 
we are our own worst critics. So definitely silence, silence that critical critical voice in your head. Because it's always a voice that's probably telling you, well, I'm not, well, I don't have enough education, or I, I don't know this, I don't know enough to do this. We have to learn to silence that voice. And sometimes coming to therapy is a way to silence in that voice. We're able to talk, talk through that voice. So why why do you think this voice is saying this to you? You know, so that that inner critic is what we sometimes have to learn to minimize. And in terms of, let's say, uh, challenges that you have faced, what, what, uh, what sort of challenges have you faced, you know, throughout your journey since you left the service? Oh, man, so many. I think uh, my first year out in the Marine Corps was my toughest year because I was just trying stuff. I didn't know where I wanted to be. I didn't know where what footing that I had, you know. So first I started because of my size and because of the shape I was in, I started a personal training company. Then I realized I didn't like that because uh, I got used to Marine Corps training. When I tell my Marines to do something, they do it without any question. But as a personal trainer, <laughs> it didn't work like that. Uh, then I said, then I got into the tech world and I started creating apps, which that was, you know, that was probably one of the best things that, that happened to me because that showed me creativity on another level. But it was really just finding my place and not even finding my place, accepting my place in a way. When I say accepting, a lot of times we already we are all gifted with talents and, and natural gifts. And sometimes we ignore those gifts. But when you start to accept them, like I accepted my gifts as, you know, I, I love being a social worker. And I understand a lot of my natural traits go very well as a social worker. And when I started accepting that, I started to see myself elevate to the next level. Um, so just learning to really, once again, that, that hushing that critic, that critic in my head, like, well, you don't. And I'm like, yes, I do. I do have the capabilities. Um, Starting companies and understanding that, listen, man, we start a company, your company is in its infancy stage for the first five years. You know, so I think my first company I started, it was like a year. I'm like, man, nothing is happening. And I'm like, I got exhausted. I'm like, I've been doing this for a whole year. But when you're starting a company, it's like, hey, a year is nothing. Uh, so I had to get to a place to understand that, hey, you're in your infancy stages for the first uh, three to five years before you may see yourself going into the black. Uh, things of that nature. So uh, uh, learning just to be patient in that process. Um, and then also I think other challenges that I had was um, learning to navigate in, in new capacities. And I mean by new capacities, when I'm getting invited to different tables with people don't think in that are much higher than me uh, in, in their in their level of education, their level of experiences, then I was, you know, sometimes you get become a little intimidated. But then I had to learn once again how to move past that and realize, hey, I'm at this table for a reason. I actually have something of value that I can add. And once they, once you walk in there with that type of self-respect for yourself, everyone else is going to uh, respect you at that level as well. So definitely, Pernell, it seems like I what I hear is valuing the diversity and adding the opportunity to be included in, in at the table to really get the experience thrive on learning from the experience. So yes. the inclusion to diversity, please, I definitely hear that. Um, so thanks for those challenges and that advice. Um, what strategies do you use with your team or what are the strategies do you deal with change? Uh, you say, uh, what strategy do I utilize with my team? Uh, so a couple of strategies that I utilize my team. First and foremost, I'm like a... Uh, I feel like I'm like a, a, a eagle, a, a mother eagle that kicks her eaglets out the nest. 
So I, that's one thing I do with my team members. You know, when you have an idea and you're like, well, I got this great idea with this program I want to run. And they're like, well, I want to run it by you. No, I want you to, I want you to go launch it. Go launch it and see how well it does. Because oftentimes people just need that, 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 that form of encouragement. You know, for me, I tell my team, I'm a big picture thinker. I know my strengths. I can, I can see something and I, can, I know what it takes to get there. I know all the big ingredients. But I bring people around me that can do more specifics. They know all the uh, to get to the nuances to make it happen. So I'm, like, I'm gonna give you the ingredients, but you gonna get in the cook kitchen and cook it up. But what I realized on the flip side is that a lot of people on my team, they they're they're good with those little ingredients, but that big picture that made it all come together, there 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 is a uh, a fear often associated with that. So I, I often kick my team out because I want you to learn, I want you to grow and cultivate and understand. Hey, listen. I don't see it as a challenge or see as you may become higher than me or you may develop a skill that's going to allow you to lead a company for a better company. That's what I want. I want you to become the best you possible so you can create the lifestyle that you are, that you, that you deserve and that you, um, uh, that you want for yourself. Um, so that's one thing I, I kick everybody in this. You got an idea, go make it happen. Let's go. And I'm going to give you all the tools you need. You just got to make it happen. Um, what other things that I do with my team members? Uh, I listen. You know, oftentimes being the CEO or the managing partner, people think, oh, wait, I'm not, I don't have all the answers. I do a lot of times, but I still take in and I listen. I ensure that they feel value, uh, for they feel valuable as a part of the team. You know, that's one thing I think when I was with larger organizations, that didn't happen a lot. You get, you get, your, you get your marching orders and you just get it done. So just listening and then for them to see how well if this guy is the CEO of the company or he's the managing partner and he's listening, I must be doing something well. Once again, it's another way of me helping my team members build confidence in themselves about what they are capable of doing. Um, so those are a few things right there. That's outstanding to hear because uh, as Vince will attest, that we, we did a leadership survey and listening was top in every category. Uh, mm. It is key to establishing a relationship with your group, it is key for them to realize that you are a true leader. And so I, I commend you on that. Um, if, and, and we've heard, you know, from when you started and, and, and how you started and how you developed and the groups that you're doing, how, how wonderful, um, you know, you're doing as far as reaching out to people. If someone wanted to reach out to you, how would they do that? Uh, definitely. So you can find me on uh, Psychology Today. If you want to go to psychologytoday.com and type in Pernell Bush, or you go directly to our website, www.keycounselingsolutions.com. That's keycounselingsolutions.com. Um, and you can reach me at uh, 407-906-0139. And that's 407-906-0139. Um, so those are the best ways to contact me. And then social media, you can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook as Pernell Bush. Um, on Instagram, you can find me as the juggernaut underscore therapist, the juggernaut underscore therapist on Instagram. <laughs> well, the eagle has spoken, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have a lot of different platforms to reach Pernell and options to, to help you with, with some solutions in, in, in any social, mental, you know, yes. Well, Vince, you know, that's why I like to tell people about mental health. You know, uh, uh, mental health to me, and I, and it, you gotta understand, mental health encompasses your social, emotional, and psychological. 
So a lot of things that I do, it, it, it taps into all three of those. Oftentimes people think mental health, they just think straight mind. But I don't know if your social well-being as well and your emotional well-being. So that's how we create programs, thinking about how we can impact all three of those realms uh, within mental health. Yes, definitely. The holistic approach, key consulting solutions provides a holistic approach to being the better version of yourself. So folks, different platforms to reach out to Pernell Bush and the great entourage and team. Uh, and for those that are listening in, we thank you for being here and ways to reach us is theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. If you have any questions, advice, or you would like to be a guest on our show, please, by all means, tune in. As well, if there's anyone listening in that would like us to uh, flaunt your paraphernalia, your mug, your t-shirts, uh, we will be honored to represent your company and put a plug in for your company or organization and or nonprofit. So please reach I'm out. Gonna, to I'm going to have to get y'all some No Limit Health and Education t-shirts. That's the nonprofit. I'm going to have to make sure I get y'all some of those. There you go. You heard it first, folks. Uh, I, we will get some No Limit t-shirts from Mr. Pernell Bush. And again, theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Yeah, Vince, so we, we, we've been uh, blessed uh, not only to have great guests in the past, but great guests today. Uh, and, and so, uh, Pernell, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, but uh, next week, we follow on. I mean, Central Florida is chock full of uh, great veterans doing great things, uh, folks that are associated with the veteran community. And, uh, and we're so fortunate of having uh, Jeremy Sisson with us next week. Uh, so uh, next Wednesday, uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, he's the CEO of Evan James and Associates, and he's doing great things in Central Florida. And Vince, what, uh, what, uh, what other great things that we have? Because I know that we are on a journey. Oh, yeah. We're, we're coming back to our home state right now, this uh, beginning of this month. But we'll go back out, and we're going to go back out nation, our national tour, national tour. So get ready. You'll see us back in California, D.C., Virginia. And I'll put a couple of dot, dot, dot there because there's a couple other places that you're going to be very happy to hear who our guest speakers are around the world. And we have somebody else from Pennsylvania. I won't share too much about him, but looking <laughs> forward to it. But for now, we want to thank you Definitely. for your time. Good luck with the, your endeavors, uh, not only Key Solutions, but what you want to do in the state of Florida. We wish you the best. And again, thank you for being on our show. No problem, Jim. I'll talk to you guys soon. The next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Void Podcast. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you are dealing with leadership issues, be sure to write us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Until next time.